0: Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Amos chapter 4 from the World English Bible. Listen to this word, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountain of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who tell their husbands, Bring us drinks. The Lord Yahweh has sworn by His holiness that, behold, the days shall come on you that they will take you away with hooks, and the last of you with fishhooks. You will go out at the breaks in the wall, everyone straight before her, and you will cast yourselves into harmon, says Yahweh. Go to Bethel and sin, to Gilgal and sin more. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three days. Offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving of that which is leavened, and proclaim freewill offerings and brag about them. For this pleases you, you children of Israel, says the Lord Yahweh. I also have given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and lack of bread in every town, yet you haven't returned to me, says Yahweh. I also have withheld the rain from you when there was yet three months to the harvest, and I caused it to rain on one city and caused it not to rain on another city. One place was rained on and the piece where it didn't rain withered. So two or three cities staggered to one city to drink water and were not satisfied. Yet you haven't returned to me, says Yahweh. I struck you with blight and mildew many times in your gardens and your vineyards, and the swarming locusts have devoured your fig trees and your olive trees. Yet you haven't returned to me, says Yahweh. I sent plagues among you like I did Egypt. I have slain your young men with the sword." and have carried away your horses, and I filled your nostrils with the stench of your camp, yet you haven't returned to me, says Yahweh. I have overthrown some of you, as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, and you were like a burning stick plucked out of the fire, yet you haven't returned to me, says Yahweh. Therefore thus I will do to you, Israel, because I will do this to you, prepare to meet your God, Israel. For behold, He who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what is his thought, who makes the morning darkness and treads on the high places of the earth. Yahweh, the God of armies, is his name. That is the end of chapter four. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, if you called someone a cow, it was the worst kind of insult. In this case, I think it's more of an insult to the cows. Yahweh here is directly addressing the corrupt women of Israel. Samaria is the capital city of the Northern Kingdom, so this does pinpoint the Northern Kingdom. But again, towards verse 12, we will see that this word is also for all Israel. These women are demanding things of their husbands. There's obviously nothing wrong with requesting a drink, but this is both demanded and because of their willingness to crush anyone to get what they want. This would have been about a hundred years after Jezebel's death, which they apparently haven't learned from. The reference to the cows of Bashan is made more clear by remembering that Bashan is a place. If you look up numbers chapters twenty one and thirty two, and also Deuteronomy chapters one and chapter three and chapter twenty nine, as well as Joshua nine twelve and 13, you will be able to review how Og, the king of Bashan, who was a giant, was defeated and the land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh and Reuben, as it mentions in Joshua 17 and Joshua 20. Then in Deuteronomy chapter 32, it mentions the rams of a breed of Bashan as being part of the blessing for Israel. Bashan is also mentioned several times in the Psalms, both in historical references as regards its location and the defeat of Og, and also in Psalm 22 and 68 as poetic descriptions of strength and bounty. Both Isaiah and Ezekiel mention the oaks of Bashan. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 13, this is a metaphor for pride, and in Ezekiel 27, 6, it is part of a description of wealth. Then also in Ezekiel, in chapter 39, verse 18, the fatlings of Bashan, those who have thrived in Bashan, are among those who are killed in the battle described there in that part of Ezekiel that the birds and the scavenger beasts will eat. Then also Bashan is mentioned in Micah 7.14 as part of a blessing. So the people of Israel would have been very familiar with this reference. In essence, these women were living indolently off the abundance of the land, becoming fat, and in fact, a couple of translations actually call them fat cows, and using their strength to harm others. And their judgment won't be pretty. They won't have a chance. They will be completely humiliated under the power of the invader, much like the poor have been under their power. In David Gusick's commentary on Amos chapter 4, he says that when the Assyrians depopulated and exiled a conquered community, they led the captives away on journeys of hundreds of miles with the captives naked and attached together with a system of strings and fishhooks pierced through their lower lip. So we have another instance of something that might be taken for figurative language actually literally coming true, probably. When it talks about the breaks in the wall, this would mean that the city is completely overrun and is similar to what we hear about happening in 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 4, with Zedekiah when Judah is overrun. The reference to harman in verse 3 is more obscure, possibly meaning a palace, possibly meaning something else about idols being cast down, but it's not necessary to understand it to understand that whatever is happening to these women, they're not going to like it. Then Yahweh taunts them in verses 4 through 6, just go ahead and sin since you like it so much, and brag about it. He has tried to get them to stop, but they won't listen. Verses 6, 7, 8, 10, and 11 all talk about him saying they wouldn't listen. Remember, first he blessed them. He gave them escape from bondage as a nation, blessings of a good land, fabulous miracles, victories over those who would have destroyed them. But in the midst of all the blessings, the people abandoned Yahweh and pursued wickedness. On the whole, You cannot abandon God and do otherwise than be wicked. You may do some relatively good things, but a heart turned away from God is a wicked, prideful heart. So he chastised them to invite and remind them to return to his goodness, but they would not. They preferred sin. Even those who are left should recognize that they have barely escaped previous disaster. As in verse 11, he says, You were like a burning stick plucked out of the fire but they don't even pay attention to that thus in verse 12 he proclaims the ominous words prepare to meet your god it also talks about this in romans 14:11 which is actually quoting isaiah 45:23 and also philippians 2:11 where it says every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is god and that jesus christ is lord because He has created all and knows our thoughts. There is no avoiding our Creator. We will either face His justice or we can accept His salvation. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.